You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. We're here talking comic books. Yep, the best part of the day, any day of the week. So <laughs> join us on this quest to collect them all. And your new comic book day, we're here to talk about comic books. Uh, it, it, I don't know. The It's kind of slow right now, I think, kinda for has. movies and TVs. So comic books definitely where you want to go and check out your stuff. Yeah, it kind of does feel like it's been a slow season in the pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, though, in, in terms of comics, like I'm excited. Marvel's got the two events going, you know, the... Um, the Infinity Wars and Extermination. Extermination yeah. So I'm just freaking stoked for that stuff. <laughs> I have not been keeping up on my Infinity Wars all that much. Um, I am excited about Infinity Warps, but that's yes. just because <laughs> I love my Amalgams. Yeah, when we put the peanut butter and jelly together. <laughs> <laughs> but what? uh but Extermination I'm looking forward to. I haven't read anything of that yet. Ooh, yeah, like I gotta say, I am so happy that the creative on that book decided to reveal who the masked character was in the first issue Mm -hmm. because sometimes you get these books and they're like oh we're gonna show you this cool character and they're a badass and they've got this mask and you don't know who they are and you're like okay well it's obviously somebody related to the book or else why, who why could would it they be a mask? Yeah, right? and then when they do the unmasking, you're like, you're either really stoked or you're just like, that made no sense. So at least with this one, with them unmasking, I'll, I'll save the... Well, have you been spoiled yet? I, I think I have. Okay. And it, and this is how many weeks out since that, this issue um, came out? Well, two weeks ago. Because so. luckily this month, we'll get two, one today, and then the last one was two weeks ago. And I think if they released it in the first issue, I, I think spoilers are out the window. You're, oh, you're, yeah. You're good. So. Even if you do the... Um, the second printing cover because it already got greenlit for a second printing the reveal is the new cover right <laughs> like they've been doing that like fantastic four the the reprint was the reveal of ben proposing to alicia mm. and then so in this one we find out that the masked character is young cable <laughs> so uh, the question is though because we can't see his arm does he have the to virus is this the the you know maybe he's cable but he could be you know the son of scott and gene not of the scott scott and, scott and maddie Adam, or something yeah. yeah so but isn't there i mean is there not a, a chance that it's strife oh there's a possibility it could be strife because they do share a face you know and um, strife doesn't have the to virus yeah you know, maybe even if you want to play a little bit, you know, X Man. You know, I mean, granted, it is an alternate reality, and True. that's Age of Apocalypse. But you know, the Cable book did play with there being a younger Cable. Like they they went through uh, parts of his life. I think they called it Sin's Past. Was that last arc? So I'm curious to know if any of that book has influence on extermination. I'll have to check and see who if they're the same written by the same writer or not. So I know you remember this, but just to bring it up, do you remember in uh, Zero Hour when um, Hawkeye, not Hawkeye, sorry, I was gonna say, whoa, when <laughs> Hawkman is fighting the, that one villain in the alleyway, and then he splits into a whole bunch of different versions of yeah. himself, and they, you say that, that's all I could think about with like the the cables or the you know the sons of of Scott kind of thing. Just <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and then wasn't that also wasn't that the the classic? It wasn't Zero Hour the classic um, 
like Superman iconic panel where there's a whole bunch of him and he's holding his head. Oh, I love that meme, but I think that comes out of uh, Infinite Crisis. Really, that far yeah, back? Yeah. Oh, but, Infinite Crisis? Or yeah. Is, oh, okay. Yeah, and it's and I love that meme because like, as you were talking about the Hawkman one, I was thinking like because when somebody pisses you off at such a deep level and it shows <laughs> all the different Supermen grabbing his head and it's like <laughs> it affects that's all of you in the multiverse. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. No, that's that's great. So. Uh, all right, well, let's let's. It's Wednesday, so let's get to that spinner rack. Okay, so if you're going to the comic shop, here are some things I'd like to point out to you. So, coming from DC Comics, Action Comics 1002 is out there. Um, speaking on a personal note about getting caught up, I need to. Like, I've only read Superman one. I need to get back on with my Action Comics and whatnot because Action and Superman, I believe, are linked again. Right. So the story is going to be bouncing back and forth. So if you are a Superman fan and you're buying Superman, make sure you're getting Action Comics as well. So this would obviously be part three of the overall story issue 102 being part two of that story so but anyways <laughs> let me ask you this where am i going to find the story of uh john lois and jor-el traveling space is that going to be in one of those two books or is it, are they having a separate book i think and if they were smart they should have done a separate book but i think this is going to be um if i remember correctly i think the november solicits are finally going to start revealing that. So basically, they'll probably do this, whoever's setting the fires and killing people, and that'll be a story. Superman. Yeah, that'll be a story. And then the next story will finally be the return of Lois and what happened. So catch up on what what, the, what their adventure was. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I think that should be happening in Superman and Action. But yeah, Action 102 is out there. Uh, three different covers, all great artists, Patrick Gleason, Francis Manipal, and David Mack. It's kind of cool because I know Bendis and Mack are friends, and he actually has David Mack coming over and doing variant covers for DC Comics. Nice. Yeah. Um, Batman Beyond number 23 is out. Uh, that book's starting to pick up because they've introduced a Robin Beyond. And if I remember correctly, I think issue 25 or 26, we're going to start seeing a Joker. Now, is this our Joker living in the future? Is this a new Joker? I'm not sure, but I'm kind of excited to find out. I think in the, an article I read, and I, I could be completely wrong, is that it's our Joker living in the future. Probably, which would be kind of neat because, you know, obviously he's going to call out Batman and be like, where's Bruce? Probably right. not to that extent or maybe to that extent. But. I wonder if it's going to continuation on to the, was it, was it the oh, Joker's the return, return of the Joker? Return of the yeah, Joker. Batman Beyond Return I mean, of the Joker. I mean, that was Tim Drake being, like, That's right, because it wasn't the Joker. Yeah. It was like a virus that he put in Tim Drake. Right. Yeah. Like between him and, and Harley. But, um, yeah, so this Robin, like, do you have any insight on who it is is it, is it um, a character that we know of or well I, if you've been reading the book he's a character that you do know of in there if i remember correctly i think he's terry mcginnis's little brother oh yeah nice. so uh, you know now you have batman and robin for the first time as brothers so that's kind of neat so you know in justice league unlimited they when they brought in the whole batman beyond they continued on the story that of batman beyond and they made it so that terry mcginnis actually was part clone of bruce wayne Yes. Do you know if they can continue that in the comic book or if that got retconned? I hope it got retconned, but I don't officially know. Okay. Yeah, because like Batman Beyond went a little weird because when they did that whole Future's End story a mm -hmm. while back in DC Comics, they played with the idea of, of Tim Drake being blasted in the future, and then he became Batman Beyond. 
Oh. Yeah, and then... Like taking over for Terry or yeah, he, instead yeah, of no, Terry? Yeah, he, he took over for Terry. Oh, okay. And then all of a sudden it came down to when they killed Dick Grayson in the uh, detective book, then that's where he just vanished in that book as well. So it's like that death was that important that it took him out of the whole timeline. Wow. And then they just went back to it being Terry McGinnis. And I don't know if the Batman Beyond book ever picked up on that or if that timeline just ceased to exist or something, but... Yeah, it kind of went weird for a while there. Okay. Uh, but anyways, marching along, uh, Batman Kings of Fear number one of six comes out. If you're a fan of Kelly Jones, now he has a very distinct art style, but he's been on Batman and he loves to do Batman Dead Man crossovers. Uh, so if you're a fan of that and you want a good, I'm, I'm guessing this is probably a Scarecrow story, you know, here's a neat little miniseries that could be worth checking out. Uh, Damage is getting his own annual, so he's kind of popped up on my radar because of the whole connection with the Miracle. I could never say it Miracle. right. Miracle. Uh, the whole Miracle uh, drug, so that'll be kind of interesting to see. Will he have more ties to the JSA or things like that? So uh, before you go on, the whole, what did you say that was? The Masters of Fear? Oh, no, King of Fear? King of Fear, okay. I mean, obviously, as soon as you said that, it, it makes me think of uh, Scarecrow. But what, what was that story about? So basically, they're doing a, a six-issue miniseries, uh, Scott Peterson and Kelly Jones. Uh, Kelly Jones is very much, like, his art, like, if you've seen it, you'll be like, oh, I remember this guy. And he does a lot of, like, Batman, Dead Man stuff. Mm. And so basically, you know, he's coming back to the Batman stuff. They're going to do a, a miniseries right here. It's telling me that it was by their former editor, uh, Scott Peterson. So basically, Batman's been overseeing Gotham for years now and isn't much... Isn't sure he's making a difference. Uh, doubt, fear, and insecurity are starting to take over. And as all those negative feelings set in the sh set into the Scarecrow, as all those negative feelings set in, the Scarecrow orchestrates a riot at Arkham Asylum to give the Dark Knight one of his greatest challenges yet. So a six-issue mini. So basically, yeah, it'll be a good opportunity for the artist to draw all these villains, and then you know it's all mastermind by the Scarecrow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks good. I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of Kelly's art. Um, like, when he draws Deadman, he's very much the one who draws him with the exaggerated bones and, like, the hip protrusions and uh, stuff. Oh, okay. And I just... More zombie-like than <laughs> anything else. Yeah, and I mean, I get it because he is dead, but it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't know, like... When you see uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez draw Dead Man, and then you go to Kelly Jones, it's kind of like, yeah, it's potato, potato. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with either choice, but I know which one I'm going for. Um, but anyways, uh, Detective Comics issue 987, which will be continue on with, um, I want to say, oh gosh, I lost the writer's name. Um, Brian Hill, uh, Brian Hill's Outsider arc. So that's been really good and basically to the point of where we're actually going to get an Outsiders book. So if you're kind of looking for the seeds of where it's all going to come from, those are the books to be picking up. And it's been getting a lot of great reviews, so definitely worthwhile. Like Detective has been killing it since mm -hmm. Rebirth has come out. That's been a good book. Flash 53 will be out, and that continues on with Barry Allen as he looks around all these other forces and discovers more powers. Uh, and if you're looking for a great trade collection and you're a Captain Cold fan, there will be Flash Rogues Captain Cold trade paperback. Now, these are neat because they do that with Batman as well, the Batman Arkham sets. So there'll be, you know, like a Two-Face book and it's a bunch of stories and stuff like that. So I like how Flash and Batman are having those trades dedicated to their rogues galleries. Justice League Dark number two will be out exploring Wonder Woman and her ragtag team of uh, uh, magic-based superheroes. Suicide Squad will be getting an annual. And Teen Titans number 21. 
Terrifics number seven and Wonder Woman number 53 will be out as well. So let's see. Let's scroll along here. And now we're looking at the Marvel side of the fence. Um, Amazing Spider-Man number one is getting a second printing. I'd recommend it. That book was great. Like it was just such a like it's neat to see even though Peter's in dire straits, he's happy. Like it was just so cool to see. So speaking of uh, Amazing Spider-Man, I don't know. I, I don't know if you've heard some of the latest news coming out with that a uh, that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse mo- animated movie that's coming yes. out later this year. You know, you got uh, Nicolas Cage as the voice of Spider-Man Noir. Yeah, and he has said that he has pulled um, reference or for for his, the voice that he wants to do is Humphrey Bogart, essentially. Now, okay. I get it because Humphrey, I mean, old, old school noir detective movie. I mean, that's Humphrey Bogart yeah, right there. But looks, yeah, yeah. Like, it seems like that'd be an old, such an older voice for Spider Man. Yeah, because to me, again, like for me, Spider Man Noir would still be a 16 to 18 oh, year old yeah, kid. Oh, yeah, he's definitely still, yeah. You know, kid. And, and to have that manly voice, <laughs> you're, yeah, I kind of see that. I guess it might be like a future version of him. Because, like, even the, the, the main character they, or the main actor they got to play uh, the Peter Parker in that movie was uh what's his name jake johnson so uh he was recently in tag he was the the stoner friend oh wow okay yeah he's in the new girl he's the one of the he's one of the main guys in that he was in the jurassic world movie he was the one that was all obsessed with jurassic park so uh just some references for other people that want to know but i mean once again, he's definitely playing the older version of Peter Parker, and you see that in the trailer too. Like yeah. when they're at the diner, and he's like, "Hey, I don't have money to pay for this kind of thing." And <laughs> the older loser version of Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Miles Morales is being voiced by, um, oh god, what is his name? I can't think of his name at the moment. But he was recently in Dope, and he was also in uh, uh, the Get Down on Netflix. If you ever watch that show, so. Um, those, those are, you know, that, that, that actor, and I can't remember, I can't know, I don't know why I can't think of his, the actor's name. Uh, and then you have Haley Stanfield, is that right? Haley, yeah, Haley Stanfield, Steinfeld is the voice of Spider-Gwen. So, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited about that movie, but I think, since that's a Sony movie straight up, what if that's like our introduction into this new Spider-Verse from Sony, like, you know how they keep so they could tie their live action into with the animated exactly so what That'd if be like, a smart idea what if uh you know tom hardy does is doing a secret voice of venom in that and that i mean you wouldn't know because there's no like set for them to for paparazzi to go and sh- you know take pictures of yeah, and he could just go to his nearest studio maybe he has a home studio yeah record a voice and you're good so i, I if i i mean not if i was them i'm sure they they have an idea of what they're doing over there at sony maybe but I would, <laughs> I would definitely tie it in and be like, oh, this is how we're setting up our whole Spider-Man universe. Because they keep talking about all the, these movies that they want to do. Yeah, that'd be kind of neat because it's a great way to get fans interested in these characters. Uh, Shameek Moore? Is Shameek that the actor? Moore, yes. Okay. And something I just saw because I, I cheated and I went on Google. Uh, Leave Schreiber will be the Kingpin voice. I didn't know that. That is cool. I am very stoked for that. Uh, Lily Tomlin will be Mae Parker. Okay. So that, that's kind of interesting. Um so yeah, I mean, like I, I think that would be great. Like yeah, introduce all these characters, give us these characters because we probably won't see them otherwise. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm I'm rooting for a Ben Riley cameo. You know, I'm like I'm hopeful. <laughs> um, I think well, I, I think I've asked you this before. If uh, if they were to bring in Ben Riley into the the Spider Man movies, um, 
would you want Tom Holland to play Ben Riley, or would you want them to find another actor that kind of looks like Tom Holland? You know, it's tough because, like, obviously, I, I'd rather just. I mean, CGI and everything is great nowadays, so I don't. I don't see it being a cosmetic nightmare. Mm-hmm. But I would almost want the other actor just so that way it is a completely different personality because it is a completely different person. Because I've never viewed like. To me, I would say that Pete and Ben have been away from each other for so long that they are different people. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, they have the core philosophies, but they're entirely different people, kind of like Kane. I mean, Kane's way different. Right. You know, so yeah, do I want to see like Tom Holland with a beard trying to be I'm Kane? <laughs> no, I'd rather it be somebody else. I mean, like, yeah, I would. I think if I was like directing or if in, in part of casting, I would. I would try to get somebody as close to Tom Holland as possible, but I wouldn't really want it to be Tom Holland. Fair enough. Uh, I I think I would want Tom Holland, but I would I'd want them to make him look as different as they could to make it still be like because I I would love to see the the clone in him like the idea that it's a clone of him. But, right. But uh, I get exactly what you're saying too. So, um, yeah. I, why not bring in Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider? I mean, it's it's your Spider Verse. You're it's it's literally in the title of the movie. You know, put in as many as you can. So yeah, that's know. interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, so no, I, that's 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 what I'd be looking at if if I went to that route. Now I find it interesting that it's kind of kind of cool and you know just picking your head because I love the symmetry. All right, <laughs> so we've seen Batman Noir because we got Batman with um, oh my gosh, they did the Gotham by Gaslight, right? right? So we've seen the animated version of him, so people have been exposed to him. We're gonna have Spider Man Noir here, you know, <laughs> from the movie. Who wins, Batman Gotham by Gaslight or Spider Man Noir? If you just you know, knowing what you know about them, I only read those first few issues of ba- Spider Man Noir back in the day when they did that whole like Noir their Noir universe, yeah, because yeah, it was what X Men Noir and Daredevil Noir. Yeah, they did like I think. Yeah, they had just a couple of shot, like one shots and mini series. And I forget that Spider Man Noir. He used a gun, right? I think so, but I think it was like a web gun, though. How did he? Hit, how do you make a web gun back in those days? Uh, steam powered. Sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I guess I can. I mean, you can, how do you not still give it to Batman? Like he's still he's still <laughs> Batman, right? He still finds a way. <laughs> uh, also, another interesting thing that I heard recently was that. Tom Holland, or not Tom Holland, but Sony only had a five-movie agreement with Marvel Studios for Spider-Man. So wow. Infinity War Part 2 or Avengers 4, whatever you want to call it, should be the end of... Or, I'm sorry, no, uh, Far From Home should be the end of those five movies because you have Civil War, oh, uh, the two Homecoming, Avengers, and two then Avengers the two movies, and then, yeah, the two... Sp- wow. Yeah. So if, th- if that means the third Spider-Man movie would be just a Sony movie, that could be something interesting too like that that'd be a way that they eventually tie in all their spider-man movies together yeah because now like it's all right well tom you know we've got the character back if you want to keep playing him right know. yeah so what was it? it was homecoming and then now they'll do coming home <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which then like i mean obviously it's, it benefits sony to stay stuck with the the, the marvel cinematic universe oh, yeah. or marvel studios but I mean, it's also their character. They paid for it, you know, so. Yeah, so Disney's going to buy Sony is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big possibility. Uh, all right, what's the next title? Okay, so, well, anyway, so, yes, the second printing's out there. It's been great. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number four will be out um, as well. So I've been loving that book so far, and I do find it funny because also Daredevil issue 607 will be out, and both Pete and Matt are fighting 
like clone versions of themselves. So in the Amazing Spider-Man book, I don't know if you remember the cover it solicits. So they show Spider-Man facing Peter Parker, and it's like, how is this happening? Mm-hmm. Well, that uh, that atomic. I forget what it was, but back in Amazing Fantasy number 15, whatever that machine was that Pete, that shot the spider and it bit uh, Peter. Mm-hmm. So that machine's back, and somehow it hit Peter again, but it separated them. So instead of bonding the two things, it now separates things. So it separated Spider-Man from Peter Parker. Are we talking about like Spider-Man or Superman Blue, Superman Red thing? Like Kind of, a little bit in that regard. Um, but the twist here is we have a Spider-Man without or it's you know Peter great Parker power Red. without responsibility that's kind of oh, the subtitle okay this one. so yeah so that's how they're playing that um it's kind of interesting i mean I, I of course want to see how it's going to play through um then with daredevil one guy he's called the reader i think he's an inhuman so if he reads certain like he reads five things they happen so like if he reads like, oh, a million dollars, boom, a million dollars has appeared. You know, He reads about a dog that can fly, boom, there's a dog that can fly. And so then after he does it like five or six times, anything he reads after that is just pure enjoyment. But when he goes to sleep, his power will reactivate. Oh, so the next time, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's and a so, weird inhuman power. Yeah, it's crazy. And so he wound up reading about... Mike Murdoch, Matt's fake twin brother, <laughs> who now exists. So it's kind of funny how essentially you're having Spider-Man versus Peter Parker and Daredevil versus Matt Murdoch. That sounds like a. a that sounds like. A, what was that Fri- Freaky Friday? <laughs> well, maybe a little bit, but it sounds like um, uh, what Century and uh, Molecular Man. You know those two that have they both have like uh, reality changing powers. Yeah, and. It's molecule man there molecule man thank you and it's the idea is that like maybe his brain his human brain or his, the idea of him you know being able to manipulate reality like that is too big so he, it, it it shuts it down after five things like it's like this is how your power works so that you don't Blow destroy the world yeah. yeah yeah exactly that's it, i mean to me that's definitely a, a reality manipulating power yeah yeah no it's it's a crazy concept um i find it funny though because he actually keeps and to top it off he's blind so he's got to read stuff in braille Braille. wow and so he keeps a belt with certain phrases on there like make my last uh thing go away or whatever and so he was about to wipe out mike and then luckily mike like beat the hell out of him and he grabbed the guy's dog and he's like if you kill me i'll kill your dog and then left yeah it was some weird stuff i mean, it was a good introductory page why or not, p- panel book <laughs> why not why not like write something and then read it saying hey i'm not blind anymore yeah right or you maybe know. maybe maybe that helps him regulate his power because i mean if you're if you can see everything you'd be reading everything yeah, all day true. long yeah maybe this it, kind of makes you choose curse, yeah you know? <laughs> All right, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, like I said, I would you know go pick up Daredevil. I think it all started in six oh six, which was a fantastic issue. I also uh, heard that maybe in this next season of Daredevil, oh uh, no, Iron Fist. I think it was. Uh, well, okay, so you're talking about the character. Um, okay, go ahead. Never mind. I'm jumping the gun. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I was just gonna say in the next season of Daredevil, I think I saw that uh, Matt Murdock's sidekick, Blind Spot, is that yes, his, is going to be showing up. Yeah, well, okay, so maybe it is the next season of Daredevil. I could have sworn I read it as in the next season of Iron Fist. Mm. But, again, you know, you never know. Like, once they appear in one, they'll probably appear in all. Could, but, yeah, yeah, blind spot. And it's like, that's pretty cool. I mean, he's a very new character. Uh, he's got an interesting concept. He basically built his own invisibility suit. Mm. And so, 
he wants to train to be a hero and he winds up taking daredevil on as a um Oh God! What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, mentor. mentor, and so yeah. So I mean, he, I enjoyed him in the book. Um, I think his character was really good. Uh, he he was very tormented once he meets the um, oh God, the graffiti artist villain. I can't think of his name, but I hope if they bring Blind Spot, I hope they bring that villain. Oh, that's right. I think he wears I'm, the all white costume and yeah, he's got yeah, like yeah. the black, and, and it's got like a blood spot in the middle or something, something like that. that. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll have to look up his name, but yeah, that's a hell of a villain. So I would love to see those two for an arc. Uh, but anyways, marching along. So we've got Avengers issue six. That should wrap up the um, the first arc in that brand new series. I've been enjoying it. Black Panther number three will be out there. So this has been continuing the new book. Fantastic stuff there as well. Also continuing out will be Hunt for Wolverine Mystery in Mattapur number four. Now this is going to be a big issue because this is where Psylocke goes back to her original body, I believe. Right. So she'll no longer have the um, Asian assassin purple hair body of Kawan, I think the character was. I think she had brunette hair. The it's the English version has purple hair. You're right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it was more the pot the. the her side blade. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, she's going to be going back to there. So, that's a major change if you're a fan of the character. That is weird. And I remember not too long ago, and I mean, within 15 years maybe, they did a whole, like, bringing back the English body version of her. Yeah. And, like, they dig, they dug the body up, they brought it back to life, and there was just two versions of her out there. So, I wonder what they're doing this time. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. Like, it's interesting, the change. I mean, you know, I, I get in our real world there's a lot of things and people are worried about culture appreciation but again there's also appropriation sorry um that too probably but uh <laughs> but you know like these are stories you know so i mean like when we have moments where they are in something else it's part of the character's journey so i don't know i mean it, it's interesting because you as a writer sometimes like that could be something now to be cautious of because fan reaction could come out in a more negative tone when it's just a story point true you know but uh but yeah so it's happening there so big stuff there i'm just glad that these hunts are finally converging to the return <laughs> so i can see what's going to go on there uh me too <laughs> immortal hulk issue three is getting a reprint that book it's been scary so that's awesome this is the way you do hulk you do them as scary uh infinity wars part two of six will be out Life of Captain Marvel number two of five will be out. I'm trade-waiting this. Like, I've, I've been hearing good stuff, but it'll be interesting to kind of get, like, an overview of Carol Janvers and what's going on with her. Mr. and Mrs. X part two continues the, the honeymoon of Rogue and Gambit. Old Man Logan issue 46 is out there. And Punisher number one. So no mm. more armor suits. You know, we're going back to the, the grim and gritty, you know. Didn't I read somewhere that he was, like, going to Italy or something? He was going to take on – or maybe he's – no, he's taking on Hydra. Yeah, because he's got to basically kind of go and atone for – you know, working with them. Right. But I think that also kind of was in the last book okay. uh, when he was running around in the armor. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that he took on the, the war machine armor, right? Yeah. 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 And, well, Rhodey's back. So Rhodey actually, like, it was pretty cool. I don't know the issue number off the top of my head, but basically the last issue of that series, Rhodey comes back and he's like, can I have my armor back? And Frank's like, yeah. Like, that's how they resolved it. And I was like, that's actually pretty cool, you know, because, of course, everybody's hunting down Punisher, and they're like, you can't do that. This is horrible. You're a monster for doing it. And, you know, finally they just did it the right way where Rhodey comes back and, you know, from one serviceman to another, it's like, hey, man, can why? you give me back what's mine? Why? Why is he Why is why he back? Is, why is he back? Yeah, how did he uh, come back? Basically, I guess Tony, like, he puts, like, reserve 
like components in your body so when you die a couple months later you'll you know kind of rejolt back to life kind of like what he did when he died in civil war ii and then he just came back and all of a sudden like i know like the real reason was because bendis felt bad for killing roadie mm-hmm. and if you notice bendis does have a habit of when he kills a character or something like that once he leaves the book he bring he does reserve the status quo you know, so like think about Avengers with all the stuff he did. He basically brought all those characters back. So in this case, with him taking over the Iron Man stuff, you know, having killed Rhodey in Civil War Two, he decided like, oh, I guess I better make sure he comes back. Um, so marching along. Uh, well, speaking of Iron Man, so Tony Stark Iron Man number two gets a second printing. Century uh, issue three will be out. Venom number five. And this is a neat trade, Venom Dark Origin. So this is one of um, one of the, I guess, relatively new retellings of the Venom story. Um, so I always is this heard the good first host, the first host. No, first host is its own thing, oh. where that takes place in outer space. So where the like, I, I think he actually got a hold of a member of the Kree and was living off that guy. Mm. But like Dark Origin should basically kind of I, I don't know if it's him if it's him in the story of how him and Eddie Brock teamed up let's see okay here's the solicit for it uh, an unlikely day when an embittered washed up journalist met a spurned symbiotic organism from an alien planet a force of evil and vengeance like no other in the MU was born venom but was his origin as simple as that from the saga of the sin eater to the superhero secret wars discover the events that brought Eddie Brock together with his classic symbiotic other and the twin corruptions doomed to bring together the wreck of a man and jealous monster to form Spidey's deadliest foe so yeah so basically this will kind of be you know how it's Eddie's fall for and like I think this is the time where they actually inserted Eddie Brock into the sin eater story because if I remember correctly the original sin eater story you didn't see Eddie Brock like he he wasn't the focus on this one so did, are they now incorporating like so if you had the first host where uh, the Venom symbiote was part, was yeah, attached to a Kree member and then is it going to is there a place where it's bridging the gap between that and then becoming part of this of the cosmic sewing machine that Spider-Man used to make the black outfit? I'm I'm thinking that probably will end with how he gets to that point. Okay. You know, that's my best guess because yeah, I can't say we know exactly how he wound up on Battle World. You know, or why he was in that cosmic sewing machine. So if this writer's savvy enough, yeah, it's like, hey, that'd be a good idea. Tell your story from the first time he makes contact with another till the sewing machine, and then you can line that up. So that way it'll still fit in with Secret Wars trade into the first host trade. (laughs) You got your Venom trilogy of before he even started. There you go. Uh, Let's see. Wakanda Forever, Avengers number one will be out. So these kind of start the Wakanda Forever. So the uh, Black Panther side characters coming into the Marvel U with a bigger focus. West Coast Avengers number one will be out. I, I, I like the West Coast Avengers, but I, I'm not picking this one up. You know, this is this is just a team I'm not too interested in. I mean, I think it's neat that the Hawkeyes will be there, but outside of that, I'm kind of like, eh, I'll probably be more annoyed if I read this book. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought that it's weird that they threw in Gwenpool, which... I don't know much about her, but I've learned this week that she is from our world, and she, she made it in. She her power is that she knows things. Wow! So she is a six one six character, huh? Not si- well. Oh, from our world. Our so world, like yeah. Our oh, like reading comic books world. Wow. Okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, all right. So now we're gonna have uh, Deadpool punch or Dead Gwenpool punching walls. <laughs> that way, if Maybe. we want to refix the uh, the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. She's, yeah. 
that's a wild character for me. I'm just kind of like, okay, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I'm just going to walk away from that book. <laughs> yeah. So, And then you've got X-Men Gold number 34 and X-Men Red number 37 as well. And so those were your last week's books. So, yeah, we, we missed last week, so that was our last week's Spinner Rack. This week's Spinner Rack has so, uh, all new titles. Yeah, so this week, just to kind of go through it a little bit faster, uh, Batgirl number 26 and Annual number 2 will be out there, so a lot coming from her side of town. Uh, the DC Looney Tune team-ups continue with Catwoman, Tweety, and Sylvester teaming up for a um, crime and calamity and comedy and all that fun stuff. Uh, Joker and Daffy Duck will be teaming up. I think that one might be the breakout book, and especially what's neat is on the art is Brett Booth and Norm Rapman. So I'm like, oh my god, that just sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, Lex Luthor and Porky Pig will be battling it out bald-headed style. <laughs> New Gods by Jack Kirby trade paperback. So if you're basically looking to read the genesis of Apocalypse Darkseid and that whole world, this is one of the trades to pick up. Um, I'm going to try it for the first time. I'm very curious because like I bought this trade forever ago, uh, Avengers Thanos, and obviously it came out right at the tail end of the Avengers movie because of that teaser and mm -hmm. the first time we see Thanos. And I love that trade because it basically is like Thanos' first appearance all the way up till his first death, every single book. Like this trade, like I am so glad I picked it up because they're finally reprinting it as an omnibus, which is going to cost a lot more. And sometimes the omnibus books are great, but sometimes they just, you know, you're trying to read that many pages, you know, bounded together. So they just, they're uncomfortable. So I'm glad I picked up this trade and I'm hoping that's what this will be for Darkseid. Because I would love to read more about Darkseid's origins, you know, mm -hmm. because, I mean, like, I, I finally picked up the Great Darkness Saga, which is a Legion book, and I'm not too terribly excited because yeah. I care much about the heroes. But, again, this is supposed to be, like, a major, like, I think this is the first time Darkseid appeared outside of Jack Kirby, you know. But, anyway, so, yeah. So, so let me let me take a step back real fast. So you are talking about the Looney Tunes characters. So you said Porky Pig and Lex Luthor. Yes. Uh, Daffy Duck and the Joker. Yep. Which is, that's pretty interesting, like, the idea that, that they're both kind of, you know, loony, daffy, I don't know yeah, how you want to say crazy. <laughs> uh, and then, we, I know we, or, I don't know originally, but we've already had uh, Elmer Fudd and, 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 and Batman, Batman yeah. which everybody's just, you know, clamoring about. Yeah, for that everybody one, thinks yeah. that's, it's a great book. I haven't read it, but I mean, it sounds great. Who would you put either put up against or I guess that's what they're doing they're putting these characters up against each other right. like Yosemite Sam they haven't done a Yosemite Sam yet have they uh, not that I can recall off the top of my mind so if I'm thinking Yosemite Sam I think I'd play because with him being a gun toting maniac I'd either go uh, Deadshot that's who I was thinking or Deathstroke but I think Deadshot would be better because Deadshot uses pistols. Right. You know, so I think that'd jokes. be fun to, like, have him show up on a dude ranch and, you know, like, <laughs> oh, you think you're the better shot? I'll show you, you know. <laughs> I just, I would just love to see the the reinterpreted version. Because, like, their reinterpreted version of, of Elmer Fudd and that Elmer Fudd Batman, uh, you know, um, comic, I, I liked him. I liked the, the redesign. It doesn't look Looney Tunes. It, it looks like a, a Batman character, but yeah. like he's wearing the, the classic looking outfit and, and sporting the shotgun and stuff, but like, what would the big handlebar mustache and cowboy hat version of you know, Yosemite Sam in, in a Batman book look like so i would love to see that I mean, whoever's writing those needs needs to do the Yosemite sam character yeah that'd be a, that'd be a fun one to definitely pick up in in the and the porky pig like with lex Luthor, it reminds me of uh lex Luthor's um sidekick in uh you know the first uh, superman movie the 
Mr. Luther, Mr. Luther. Yeah, he does. He definitely looks like, oh, God, I just had the character's name. I want to say Oswald, but I don't think it was Oswald. But, yeah, he definitely looks right? like that. Like That's all I kept thinking. You know? I'm just like, <laughs> oh, give him that pork pie hat. I think that's what they called him back in the right, day. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, cool. I I didn't want to get you sidetracked, but well, no, no, you're fine. Um, okay, so moving along, Nightwing will be getting his first annual for Rebirth. Red Hood and the Outlaws will be getting their second, and then we have a new book because Bendis is over at DC. He's getting his own kind of I want to say imprint or line, something to that effect. Anyways, he's going to start a book called Scarlet. It'll be part one of five, so it's by Bendis and Alex Mavley. Those two, when they get together, they are really great with the suspense and nor and crime and just all that. Yeah, so. because that was the the team for the uh, Alias book, right? Yes, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so this is a woman who's basically dealing with the after effect of her life being torn up because of police corruption. Now, is this the second time that he's done this Scarlet character? Because I feel like I remember hearing this a long time ago too. I was gonna say that too. Like I feel like I, I think he may have done this for image or something or maybe his own book like wherever powers first started right because it kind of seems to be that like it's like when he gets like he's done his own books um i think scarlet yeah i think scarlet might have been an image book but i don't know but yeah like he'll when he goes big at some place like he had icon over at marvel right so he had those and then now with him being over at dc so yeah i kind of feel like scarlet's been out there but if i remember correctly though i think there was a Scarlet book that might have a whole different story. Oh, okay. So I'm not too sure if, if maybe I'm mixing the two, but yeah, I felt like there was something out there with it before as well. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's from your DC side. Moving along, hopping over to the Marvel Comics side of things. Um, it, speaking of Venom, as we're getting closer, Amazing Spider-Man Epic Collection Volume 18. Um, this one will be the Venom book. So this one should be laying down the groundwork for seeing uh, those famous Todd McFarlane drawings of Spidey in the black costume and then eventually leading to the the whole, you know, uh, Eddie Brock receiving the symbiote as well. So this one is definitely going to be a book that I'm going to try to pick up as well because I love those epic collections and I can't wait till they start putting out more because it's like, what a great way to be like, you know, let's say I love X Factor. Boom, you could have the entire run of X Factor put out there. It's just they got to print some of those a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. though. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Get ready for your reprint checklist. Avengers number one and Avengers number two will be getting a fourth printing. Avengers number four and number five will be getting a second printing. So what we said with last week's comics issue six being out there, if you missed the boat, you should be able to darn near get all the, uh, the issues there as well. Uh, Captain America by Mark Wade, Promised Land trade paperback will be out. Mark Wade can write a great Captain America, so I'd recommend picking that up. You can't go wrong with that. Um, Champions number 22 got a second printing, so that book's going to be kind of taking a twist. Like Speaking of amalgamed versions of characters or alternative looks, so the um, I forget what the place is called, but it's kind of like a forgotten land, a forgotten realm. So that's where the champions are going, so they kind of have this whole like – Dungeons and Dragony look to themselves. You know, they're kind of like ye old time costumes and whatnot. So they're looking pretty good. Daredevil will be getting his first annual again. So this is the new new Charles Soule post relaunch. But I don't think Charles Soule is writing this one. But um, oh gosh, what's her name? She was I want to say Misty Knight. She's the one with the robotic arm, right? right. Former cop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is going to be Misty Knight and Daredevil's first time meeting each other. So if you're a Misty Knight fan, here here you go. This is the book to pick up. The last issue of Deadpool Assassin will be out. So this is definitely the very grown-up adult version of Deadpool. So that book's coming to a conclusion. 
Edge of Spider Ganon number two of four will be out. And again, this is just interest, are introducing us or reintroducing us to the fringe characters as we journey into the Spider Geddon. Um, talking about Spider Geddon real quick, so I'm kind of nervous, excited. So Ben Riley's book did get canceled. Issue 25 is its last. Um, I'm grateful. I mean, I, I didn't think we'd even get that many. So I was very happy to receive two over two years worth of uh, Ben Riley adventures. And so anyways, on one of the covers, I want to say maybe three or four of the spider Geddon, we see Ben Riley, but he's basically being picked over, like picked up in like almost either a neck breaker position or being pulled apart position. Mm. So, I mean, I'm excited to see him, but I'm nervous because what's going to happen, you know, because it's tough because it's like, well, you know, we've got too many Peter Parkers out there. And then you could argue, well, we have too many Scarlet Spiders out there because we also have Kane running around. Right. I hope they don't just, you know, decide to be like, well, Ben's redundant because we just got him back. He's a great character. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll have to start the hashtag save Scarlet Spider or something. <laughs> uh, so anyways, marching along, we have Extermination Part 2 will be out. I am just, I cannot tell you enough about that book. It's been great. Um, and then here's another book that's going to be real exciting and I would recommend. And I, I hope they're going to do it the way they said they would. Fantastic Four Number One, the Face Smile Edition. So this is basically supposed to be Fantastic Four Number One, like as it was released back in the '60s. All the original ads, everything like that. So I'm picking up those. I love when they do books like that. Um, I don't think it was Loot Crate, but maybe it was Loot Crate. But one of those, like you know, box prizes. Yeah, those box things. Like they did um, Action Comics Number One and Brave and the Bold Number Twenty Eight. And that's exciting because it's like literally holding a, a fresh copy of one of those books, you know. So I just think that's so cool. So I'm excited to be holding that one. Um, if you are a Galactus fan or you want to get like basically, you know, kind of like I was talking about with that Thanos book. So they're doing Fantastic Four Behold Galactus. It's a big hardcover, but it's going to basically feature everything Galactus. His origin, his first appearance, all that stuff. So if you're kind of looking for like... You know, here's mad respect for a crazy character. That's going to be one of the books to definitely pick up. So if you were to speculate, because mm-hmm. we, we've noticed in the past, like especially with uh, what happened with uh, New Mutants. New Mutants came back uh, comic book wise when, uh, you know, the movie was supposed to come out. Uh, you know, when Inhumans was a TV show, you know, the Inhumans got a huge push in the comic books. Now, if you were to speculate just off of... Um, uh, uh, solicits and future solicits and, and, and where we are in our storylines in a comic books right now, do you think you have any foresight into what's going to happen in Avengers 4? Like, just basically bringing up this Galactus story. Right. Is there a chance in your mind in Avengers 4 ends with Galactus showing up? You know, I, I want to think that, but I don't. Like, there's just not enough... Because I get what you're saying, and I, I often use the solicits to cheat. I'll do an Amazon fish, as we call it. So, you know, I put all the Marvel books, and then I put them in release date order, and I'll look. And, you know, that's how I saw, like, oh, Sentry's coming back, you know, because mm-hmm. they were re-releasing his trade. This one, I just, I think they're hyping on the fact that we're right after Jack Kirby's 100th anniversary, uh, our birthday, and then we are, you know, the Fantastic Four just came back. And plus the Infinity Wars, basic, or the Infinity Countdown basically had Galactus go from being the life giver to back to the world eater. Right. Um, so I just think it's just Galactus hype. I don't know. I don't, I don't see it affecting anything outside of that. I wish it would, you know, but I think you hit the nail on the head that 
while I would love to see the Fantastic Four on the big screen, I'd rather see them on like a television platform, mm-hmm. you know, like a Netflix type of thing, because they do work better on that serial storyline as opposed to waiting movie for movie, mm-hmm. however many years apart. So, no, unfortunately, I, I don't think my cosmic dice, my cosmic cubes are telling me that there's anything <laughs> happening with that in the future. <laughs> All right. Uh, but let's see. So uh, if you've collected all the Hunt for the Wolverines, and like I said in just a couple minutes back there, you know, like, oh, it's finally ended. Well, now we have Hunt for Wolverine Dead Ends, number one. So I hope this is the last one before the <laughs> official return. return of Wolverine. So, yes, uh, I think I'm actually finally picking up this one. I'm not too sure. I can't remember anymore. <laughs> uh, and if you missed out on Immortal Hulk, like I said, this book has been doing fantastic as a horror book. They are doing a reprint of issue one. And speaking of reprints, Life of Captain Marvel, number one, will be getting a reprint. But like I said, I'm going to trade weight it. Marvel 2-in-1 has been great, and it's going to be even more interesting because now that Reed and Sue are kind of back because issue number one of Fantastic Four teased us. Um, but anyways, this book is going to be kind of having them deal with the fact that they know the family is alive. So this is definitely a great companion book to your... Um, Whatchamacallit, two Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. so that's nice. Moon Knight number 198 is going to be out there, and we know Moon Knight is ending with issue 200, so if you're wanting to see what's going to happen to Mark Spector in these final issues, this is definitely the time to start jumping up. As you mentioned a moment ago, comic books tell us a lot about what's happening in the movies. New Mutants, Dead Souls, part six of six. So yeah, that that mis- that miniseries <laughs> that was supposed to time perfectly with the movie, the movie just didn't happen. Yeah, that's coming up to a conclusion. Um, Runaways issue 12 is still out there. Uh, Venom is going to be getting some reprints. So Venom one and or sorry, Venom number one will be getting a fourth printing. Number two will be getting a third printing, and number four will be getting a second printing. Uh, Superior Spider-Man: The Complete Collection Volume Two will be out. I love that book. The Complete Collection Volume Two. So do you need Volume One? Yes. To get Be- the full story? Yeah. So, like, if you wanted to have all of it, it's all right there in two big, nice volumes. I think I need to get that then. Because I, yes. I, 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 that is one of the storylines that I missed out on as a Doc Ock as Spider-Man. And from everything I've read now, like, being like, that stuff must have been really fucking interesting. Oh, it was. It was so cool to just to see him, like, teaming up with the heroes. And he's like, I hate you guys, but... You know, the influence of Peter Parker is compelling me to do something here. It was just, it was such a great read. And is, d- does Superior Octopus have his own book? Or is he just like a character in so, Amazing? No, Superior Octopus will be getting, I know he's getting a number one. I don't know off the top of my head if it was a one-shot or a miniseries or an ongoing. But we will see more of Doc Ock in that proto-clone body from right. the fallout of uh Clone, clone conspiracy. conspiracy. So we'll, we'll see something there. So it'll be exciting because Pete has essentially forgiven Doc Ock, you know, and we've seen Doc Ock do some heroic things. So it's like, hey, maybe maybe now we'll see him turn a new leaf and try a better lease on life. Hmm. So, yeah, no, but I, I would definitely recommend that one. I know once I get some extra money aside, I'm going to probably pick up those two collections as well. Uh, let's see. Venom First Host will actually be launching this week. Uh, so you can pick up issue one and see about, you know, what, what the symbiote did before it went to the to Eddie Brock and to the cosmic sewing machine. You know, where was it? Uh, X-23 will be getting some reprints. Number one will get a second printing just in time for issue three. Uh, then there's another one that I forgot about this book. Uh, 
Web of Venom, Vietnam, Vietnam, I guess I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but basically they're going to say that they had some Venom symbiotes that were used by a black ops team during Vietnam. Wow. Yeah, and like apparently they were under the command of Nick Fury as well. I uh, <laughs> So those stories piss me off. I mean, yes, I think it's great that you could say like, oh, hey, you know, but like don't have it under the command of Nick Fury because now if I go back and I look at the first time Nick Fury meets Venom and he's like, what the hell are you? I'm going to be like, why isn't he like, ah, so one of you survived, you know, right. damn punk or whatnot, but no. Hmm. So ah, I just, I hate when they do that, you know. Speaking of Nick Fury, do you ever, do you, do you know what ever happened to Nick Fury Jr.? Uh, last I saw him, he was in the Punisher book because he was the res- one responsible for giving Frank the new mission That's and true. the War Machine armor. Right. Outside of that, I don't know where he is. Obviously, his book got canceled. Yeah. So, did they do you a solid and give nope. you a conclusion, or it was just like tune in next issue? I think it was Surprise, just gone. No next yeah. issue. <laughs> Thanks, Secret Wars. <laughs> Another because I was enjoying that book. It was just it was it was different. Like it was. Just well, from what know. you were telling me, it sounded like that's the perfect fringe book of the Marvel Universe. Like, yeah, there's all these super heroics and tights and everything going on. And, you know, Secret Empire, that should have been a perfect tie in for it. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't. And it just, yeah, just let, let, let it down. Like, it should, it should be the book that's like on the outskirts of every main event. Like, extermination is going on right now. Then that should, like, Nick Fury Jr. should have been around being like, oh, what, what are these mutants doing? You know, what, what can I do to either progress the side that i want or hurt the side that i don't want yeah or maybe he could be like shit there's all this time travel technology running around it's time to really do some things yeah you know, like can you imagine he, he decides to go in that route yeah no i wish they would have done something more of that uh and just to finish out the list x-men blue number 34 this will show magneto in the future dealing with the 05 time displaced and now they're currently adults yeah that was a lot <laughs> and last but not least and this is a great book because it's great Ed Pescore has spoiled us. He is giving us X-Men Grand Design Second Genesis Part 2 of 2. So his over overtelling of all the X-Men comics in four books so far. So this should take us till I want to say probably the Dark Phoenix saga or probably the end of the Burn Claremont years. So yeah, fantastic stuff. So a lot of neat things out there. Um, talking about something though, so if you don't mind with Extermination, I found this interesting. So just to put your comic book thoughts on, on, on Pose here with a question, okay? Okay. So do you remember why the 05 were brought from the past to the future? Uh, yes. Well, I remember it as you were to- you told it to me because it was at the time I wasn't reading uh, comics, but it was, uh, Hank McCoy was bringing uh, younger versions of the character so that he could uh, he could basically get young Scott to be like, talk to old Scott and be like, look, what happened to you? You you know, we were idealistic and we were going to save the world and stuff, but then it backfired on him because young Scott was like, yeah, old Scott's got the right idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that pretty much sums up uh, Bendis' robot. But, no, but you're right, because that's exactly what it was. Beast was essentially dying and he was just pissed at Scott and it's like, oh, I'll, you know, maybe hopefully seeing us when we were kids, all hopeful and ready to save the world, will get Scott to calm down. And even then, when he brought the 05, he was like, oh, there's going to be a genocide that's brought about because of you, Scott. And even if you read the previously in the new X-Men books, you know, like they would <laughs> talk about that. But I had to laugh because in Extermination, Beast brought the original x-men to the future to show the x-men that they're failing their mission that's how they write it and i mean i i am totally digging what ed breeson is doing but i'm like i wonder why the narrative changed 
because that's a whole different reason. That is, you know, because now it's not just anti Cyclops; it's anti X Men. Right. You know, so I'm I'm very curious to see. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm hopeful for a redemption of Scott Summers, um, and even then, I don't think he needs a redemption. I just think the rest of the Marvel universe needs to catch up to maybe, him. Maybe I was gonna say maybe it's uh, Marvel noticing that the 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 Scott was right. Uh, movement really uh, hashtag <laughs> is, is like really uh, you know hitting them so they're like oh maybe it's maybe we have to blame, blame all of the X-Men instead of just Scott because people are getting upset well you know like it's one of those things where so I've been I've been you know gleaming through some comics and stuff like that or okay actually Infinity Wars issue two showed it to me so Infinity Wars part two uh, we see Gamora is the one you know she's basically collecting the stones she's going on a mad hunt mm-hmm. but she also did kill Thanos uh, she's shown no reason for to be mistrusted it's just she wants to go into the soul stone to save that missing piece of her soul and apparently all the other heroes are like no we're not going to do that which is weird because it's like, well, if you're our friend and you know part of you is missing, yeah, we would help you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sure enough, so she beats all the all the heroes and takes off. And she's got like, I want to say four of the stones or something. And then Cap right away, you know, Star-Lord, this is your fault. One of your team members went rogue and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, here's Captain Hypocrite. Because <laughs> when he went nuts and basically tried to take over the world, that was okay. There was no stern talking to, <laughs> you know. And I mean, hopefully with Teneste Coates writing the new Captain America book, you know, we'll, we'll see something. But it's just, I guess it's just one of those things where it's like, if it's not the writer of Cap, it's hard to read or write Cap. And very much so, yeah, with Avengers versus X-Men, it's like, you know, even when you read the actual Avengers versus X-Men, I don't know. I mean, obviously I'm a major Cyclops fan, but I don't feel like Cyclops did anything wrong. No. You know, and uh, I was even reading Extinction before that, which was like supposed to be the, you know, before AVX start here. <laughs> and, you know, Cable comes from the future and, you know, basically, yeah, he's kind of a little bit crazy because he is, you know, taking down the Avengers and putting him in isolation. But in the end, you know, when he's in the hospital bed and he's telepathically talking with Scott, he's like, Rachel, or not Rachel, he, Hope will become the Phoenix. She'll save us. You have to make sure that happens. Otherwise, the Avengers will take us over and the world will be, you know, done for because of it. So anyway, so yeah, but I'm, I'm very interested. I need to get on Twitter and ask Ed that question. Why did the narrative change to see if there's any insight or, you know, maybe who knows? Maybe he's like, well, that's what the editor told me. And be like, hmm, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> And not only do I hope for a redemption for uh, good old Scott Summers, but I hope one for Hank as well, because lately his character uh, in Avengers, he definitely looks a little bit better in the X-Men books. He's kind of a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's my character. So I I would hope that he would uh, they would sort his character out a little. So, yeah. All right. That's uh, the last two weeks or this week and last week's uh, spinner rack. Let's. uh, we're going to do a little bit of a 101 this week. Uh, there's not much to this character yet, but uh, I noticed in the new, or I noticed, watching the new Flash show on CW, um, the, the last season ended with a reveal of uh, Barry and Iris's, Iris's daughter from the future. Um, they're calling her, on the show, they're calling her Nora Allen, so na- obviously named after uh, Barry's, Barry's mom. Barry's mom. Uh, but they are also giving her the code name of XS, which in the comic books is Barry's granddaughter. Yep. Jenny Ognitz or Ognitz, right. how you pronounce it, yeah. So it's it's interesting that they gave her this XS character uh, name. <coughs> they are giving her the XS logo uh, for and she's going to be a big part of season five coming up here. 
So I figured, you know, even though there's not much ab- about her, the excess character out there, uh, we'd at least give a little bit of a 101. Yeah, well, and you know, I- I'm glad that you chose this character for us because this harkens back to a fantastic era of the Flash family. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I'm glad we have, you know, I guess the patriarch back in the terms of Barry Allen. Right. But I always felt the family was better when it was Wally in the lead, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, the character of, of XS, she was great. You know, she's the cousin to Impulse. She is essentially the first Flash to make it to the Legion of Superheroes. That's that's an amazing feat in and of itself, you know. So I just I thought it was great. And plus the 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 the. the the way this all ties out is that she is created by Mark Wade, which Mark Wade is a great writer of Wally West, and he's also the co-creator of Bart Allen Impulse. So you could tell that even though he was writing different books, he knew that he was going to put a story there, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, DC Comics of the, of the late 90s, early 2000s, that was just a glorious Absolutely, time, yeah, I think. My time, my time in comic books. So, uh, where do you know the lineage of this character? So, how does it get from Barry to Ginny? Okay, so Barry and Iris. So, let's go. Let's let's do a little time travel here. So, let's go back to I want to say about 1983 or 1984. The Flash comics. So, at the at that time, Barry was Flash, Wally was Kid Flash, Jay was living on Earth too. This is post. Or this is pre crisis and all that. So, the Flash comics were tanking. So, they did the trial. Of Barry, or the trial of the Flash. So, Wall, or sorry, I'm mixing all these names. (laughs) Iris is dead, as far as we fans know. She was killed by Professor Zoom. So, Barry decides to move on with his life. He meets Fiona Webb. He eventually asks her to marry him. And this is tough for Fiona because she essentially was stalked and harassed by a man who looked like Barry Allen. So that's why she was real hesitant to Barry at first because she thought it was her stalker. She eventually found out it wasn't her stalker, so everything was okay. Now, she doesn't know Barry is the Flash. So life's about to get good. Well, in the Flash universe, when things are about to get good, (laughs) it's time for some Zoom. So at this point, we thought, you know, Professor Zoom, a.k.a. Bard Thawn, a.k.a. Reverse Flash, we thought he was dead and gone. Nope, he comes back. And this was just one of the most amazing sequences ever, at least in my eyes, in my young childhood eyes. So they're running across the world and, you know, they get to like these sand dunes and, you know, literally they're running. And as their running goes, you know, Zoom spells out, guess who's going to kill your wife again? And they're just running. Well, now, again, since they're both evenly matched, in, in physics, they would never catch each other. But somehow, Barry does. He manages to get up, puts his arm around Zoom's neck, and stops him. And thus, snapping his neck and killing him before Zoom can vibrate his hand through Fiona Webb's head. <clears throat> Everybody sees this. Oh, my gosh. you know. And then Barry just doesn't know what to do, but he's got to stay and clean up this police matter. It's the wedding day, and the groom never shows. So Fiona loses it. You know, She's like, oh, my God. Barry vanished and all this and that. So the Flash's life goes crazy. The trial took like 16 issues, so this was a year and some change. It was tough. But essentially, we learn Iris was alive in the future, so she's come back. She's helped Barry beat the trial, prove his innocence, and then her and Barry both escape to go live in the future. So life is going great. The flashbook has been stopped, and then all of a sudden, we start seeing Crisis on Infinite Earths is going to get published. So at the time, we didn't know what was going to happen, you know, but obviously they killed Barry and, you know, Wally becomes a new Flash. Uh, Mark Wade came along and as he wanted to start doing more with the Flash books, he basically made it that when Barry and Iris were living together in the future, 
Barry had gotten uh, Iris pregnant and they had twins. Dawn, D-A-W-N, and Dawn, D-O-N. So it would be so, Dawn and Donald. Yeah, Dawn and Dawn. Uh, so they were the Tornado Twins. Uh, we never got to see the Tornado Twins in action with each other, and Wally never really dealt with them because he always felt bad because they're Barry's kids, and essentially he was treated more like Barry's son than they were. Um, so they grew up in the future, and then the female Dawn, she eventually marries Jevin Ognitz, and together they have Jenny, who becomes XS. And the female Dawn... No, the... Or sorry, the, the male, male Don, D-O-N, he marries a Thawne, and that's where they have Bart. Right. And so that's how Bart ties into uh, Reverse Flash as well. So, yeah, so she has the female Don as her mother, and she becomes a, a speedster as she grows up and then eventually joins the Legion of Superheroes. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, as we're speaking, the, this is the granddaughter of Barry Allen, Barry yes. Allen and Iris, Iris Allen. And uh, instead, in the show, we're going to have the daughter of Barry and Iris. Now, also going to be from the future, also going to have uh, superhero powers. She wears a purple jacket, kind of, it's her, her mother's purple jacket. You saw her wearing that jacket in the episode where uh, Iris gets her own set of speed powers because of a, 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 a meta that has the ability to transfer powers from person to person. Um, and uh, it's... It's. I mean, it's. It's obvious that to me, since there's not a lot out there about Ginny or XS, that they're kind of combining uh, impulse and kinda XS. Seems, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, the the storyline of uh, impulse or Bard Allen coming uh, from the future to the past to learn from uh, the greatest Flash at the moment. Right. Yeah. Uh, is it seems more like uh, what they're doing here. Yeah, it definitely it kind of echoes some of that. And I was even going to say, or I was going to ask, we did see Bart in Smallville, right? Yes, they did have yeah. a well. Okay, so they had a speedster, and uh, one of his names was Bart. He he had they showed him as having uh, multiple driver's license, and each one of them had an alias of like Barry Allen, Bart Allen, Wally West, uh, Jay Garrick, I believe. So the idea was that he's a speedster, but he's all of them. Oh, okay, so he's very much an amalgam. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So when they say Flash, they're not leaving anybody out. But Exactly. Okay, All right, that's a smart move. So, yeah, so no, I, I, I could definitely see. Um, I like the idea of the character. I wish they would have at least said grandchild. You know, I, I wish they would have done that. I think it would have been nice to do that. Direct child of, mm-hmm. the, of, the, of, Ira, of Alan and I, of Barry and Iris. Maybe, I, I think maybe it's a possibility that we'll get a Bart down the line and that will be this Nora's kid. And that would be interesting. I could see them doing that. So that way it's like, oh, well, Bart did stay, you know, and obviously something big is going to happen with Bart. Right. You know, we just got him back in the flashbook. They just put out that omnibus with all of his stuff in it. You know, so again, the solicits telling us something will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that's more just, hey, here's what's going to happen in the comics. But yeah, I just, I felt, you know, you cheated the Tornado Twins out of a potential storyline. Um, you know, don't, you're not giving her her rightful place in the fa- the flash legacy you know mm-hmm. so i kind of wish they would have kept her in that regard because you're right there's not much like i'm i'm looking at her um at hers on the flash wiki and really they just talk about her time on the legionaries all, aka the legionary the legion of superheroes so at the time they did the two books um her first appearance was legionaries number zero so fallout from the zero hour story back in october of 94 
and you know basically she just has a story where her and her family were trying to escape their earth because their earth was like just you know whatever crisis was happening at the moment so they try to escape on a on a uh, cosmic treadwheel zoom had sabotaged it so they you know they got blown off into the multiverse uh finally you know different group of legion of superheroes they help fight off zoom and save her they live on earth 247 um so you know that's kind of where it comes from so now it could be interesting that maybe she is a daughter of the multiverse you mm. know so it's you know maybe it is barry's daughter but it's not that barry's daughter right. yeah they could the play something barry's like daughter that. yeah uh so i also find it interesting that pre-crisis on infant earth you have barry allen and iris allen having a having twins right, right. uh pre-flashpoint you have uh, Wally West and, and Linda Park. Linda Park having twins. Yeah. Now I know Bart only ever got to be old enough to have a girlfriend when he was the embodiment of the Speed Force, right? Uh, right before he oh, he yeah. ended up dying, and I'm sure he had. A, I, I think he had a girlfriend then. I mean, if they were to continue his tradition, would you would you as editor give also give Bart Allen a set of twins? That'd be kind of interesting to play with, you know, because it it, it plays with the neat, you know twins run in the family yeah. <laughs> um yeah pun um I, you know i i i don't want to see bart as an adult yet but i think if we did get to that point where it's like okay we're gonna do this story i think that'd be fun mm-hmm. you know and then i think it'd be kind of funny payback to bart as well because now he's an adult and he's got to deal got with <laughs> super powered twins twins you know? or so, ch- children and- yeah so i'd love to have max mercury kind of sitting there and just being like oh this is so sweet to watch <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so did you already say what's a good story to read for Jenny? So for Jenny, like I said, I would definitely pick up the uh, Legion of Superheroes and Legionaries books with starting with their zero issues and running forward. So these would have been the books around 1994 if you're looking at a publication. And you said after zero hour. Yeah, after zero hour. Um, the books that they have listed, well, they don't really have much listed because, you know, she has like, you know, you could probably go out and buy maybe 50 comic books and have all of her stuff. Uh, she did have a good role in Legion of Three Worlds, which is a great story for the Flash family because it brings back, well, actually, it's a great story for Young Justice fans. Because it brings back It brings Superboy. back Connor Kent, Superboy, and Bart as Impulse. Right. So I, I definitely love that. A time I liked her and a time that I think was really good for the Flash books. So this goes back to, um, I want to say, well, actually, this is October of 1988 when it started. So the Flash books were being written by Mark Millar and Grant Morrison. And then the two of them left, and Mark Wade came back. And this was a great return. So it starts with issue 142, which is basically Wally and Linda finally getting married. Uh, then of course it doesn't happen because, you know, we can't have a flash wedding, not be normal. (laughs) So all of a sudden, you know, uh, Wally gets trapped and then he discovers the villainous cobalt blue and issue 144 starts off with the secret origin of cobalt blue. So basically he is the forgotten twin brother of Barry Allen. So again, playing with that whole legacy of twins, you know, Barry being a twin having twins so yeah i guess it is in destiny for bart to have those twins as well um that's right i for, i always forget that barry is a twin yeah well they don't nobody liked cobalt blue i thought it was great i thought that was a neat storyline so anyways those two issues or sorry those three issues 142 143 and 144 launch into flash chain lightning 
that story was fantastic. It runs from issues 145 through 150. And basically, it's just this marathon race where all the Flashes have to go and stop the Cobalt Blues, this new family that's going to come out there and kill Barry before he needs to die in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, it's just a beautiful story. You know, everybody makes an appearance. And I, I, if I remember correctly, and I, well, I don't remember correctly. So it was either Iris West, Allen, or sorry, Iris West, the, the new kid flash from the kingdom come mm-hmm. or XS who becomes basically like the baton racer. So she runs around giving all these little shards of the cobalt blue crystal to flashes to help them fight the cobalt blue of their era. Mm-hmm. So it was just a neat exploration of the flash legacy flash families from all across time because we really weren't at a multiverse in that time. Um, the story comes together and, you know, of course the good guys win. You know, and it's a shame that that is not collected in trade. It is. That should totally be collected. That was such a great story. Um, and I would even continue if you're if you're going to go back issue hunting. You know, there was issue 151, which was a flashback tale. Um, basically, uh, Joe Casey actually wrote this one with Mark Wade and, and Brian Augustine. And it was just kind of a flashback, a neat, you know, Teen Titans type of thing. Uh, Aqualad. Kid Flash and Robin basically fight off a gorilla city invasion. So, yeah, more goofy gorillas in your <laughs> comics. But then issue 152 starts the whole Walter West Dark Flash era. Ah. I liked that costume. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And we had Walter West Flash with us all the way up till issue 159. Um, and then right after that, you had issue 160, a quick one part by uh, Brian Augustine, 161, which gave us the uh, wedding of Jay. And I'm trying to see here. Yeah. And then finally, and this this is how far back this stuff was, finally in issue 164, that's when Jeff Johns comes onto the Flash. Wow. So this was way back then, you know, like I said, 1998, 1999. But that was just a great run. So, um, I, like I said, I mean, it might not necessarily be entirely about excess, but it was just great to see this tour de force of the Flash family back in its heyday. And like I said, there's not much out there about her to read. I assume with the introduction of the character in the TV show that we might be getting some new stories with her or at least uh, uh, more collections of her. Uh, coming up here in the future, in the near future. Yeah. So uh, I would say comic book readers, keep your eyes open. See, yeah, we'll see, definitely see when it's going to show up. The, the good thing is, like I said, most of this stuff will be uh, probably in your dollar bins. So, you know, go hit the dollar bins, look for Legion of Superheroes or Legionaries, anything written by Mark Wade and Brian Augustine, if I remember correctly. I think he joined him there over as well. And you're going to get in for a treat because Mark Wade stories are very fun reads. <laughs> All right. Folks, that's another issue of Imagine If in the long box for this week. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, I'm on Twitter as at Michipedia G-E-R. Chris is also on Twitter as. Uh, stuff I should stay, should, or stuff being, or, no, should. God, I cannot talk today. <laughs> should being spelled S-H-U-D. <laughs> the rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter. Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. And geekleetradio.com is our website. Give out or check out our website for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.